Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. And Chris Tron Martins. All right, we got Tron back. And uh, we're doing a, a regular episode this time. Uh, Mike's not here. Been uh, very busy with work. He's, be, he's been kicking his ass, but um, he's been doing very well. Uh, Tron's been good. Tron, do you want to give an update for yourself? Yeah, um, I was one of the very few lucky recipients that got the most excellent of Christmas and New Year's presents called covid uh <laughs> that fucking ruled <laughs> but apparently Christmas. so did everybody else uh my wife and i took extreme precautions it didn't seem to matter at all uh lysoled everything fucking uh you know did the whole hand sanitizer did the whole wearing mask keeping distance doing mm-hmm. everything you're supposed to do Does, doesn't matter everybody i came into contact with i think Within the span of seven days, I was in contact with 12 people that directly had COVID. Jesus Christ. I didn't know 12. I knew, yeah. I knew a couple of them, but you told me a couple of them, but I know 12. Jesus 12, Christ. 12, 12, yeah. And then they, uh, then more started coming out of the woodwork, and I was like, well, I for sure have this shit, and kept testing <laughs> negative, four times testing negative, and I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess the holidays continue, and then went to go see some family, and that's when I fucking caught it, and boy, was it not a fun run, dude. <laughs> oh, man. God uh, bless you, sir. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad your your wife's okay, and you. I'm hoping the family's okay for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Jazzy luckily got the booster shot. Uh, her symptoms were super mild. Like okay, she good. had a light cough, and that was it. Because we were concerned about the baby over everything else. For me, I got the uh, gastrointestinal one, which is is it feels like the worst food poison you've ever had in your fucking oh, life. No. Like, oh, it's rough. And then on top of that, fever and flu symptoms, all that shit, and. I was like, oh, God. But luckily, Jazz, I didn't really give a shit as long as Jazzy was okay. And luckily, she's fine. So fuck it, man. Like, good, we roll. Good. And we're, we're both over it now, totally. Uh, we need to take a test tomorrow, I guess, just to make sure we're not contagious. But we're still going to just stay at home and not go anywhere for a long time. Well, there you go, guys. That's why the guys haven't been on for a while. And I've been doing a lot of side notes. So, <laughs> um, but, um, hey, I'm glad you guys came back again to hear us again talk about something else. And this time, uh, Tron, uh, he decided to do his little, do, do some docs, do a doc. 
You know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm down for I'm down for a doc. I, lo- I love documentaries. Watch them a lot. Um, uh, whenever the sort of that doc brings like, sort of pulls me in, and I'll get into it. You know, Tron uh, likes docs. I mean, a lot of people like. I would assume a lot of people like docs, right? I mean, they have a, to, dude. It's huge. It's a huge genre of of film. So yeah. Uh, I, I definitely like them a lot. Uh, it does open your eyes to a lot of shit you didn't know anything about before, which is just a, just to get educated on things by people who are professionals that know something about it is pretty right. sick. I watched the documentary. I think uh, you have Prime, you have uh, HBO Max, right? Of course. Yeah, I would definitely suggest you check out the Beanie Baby documentary. That's a, I watched that no one. No way. Yeah, it's on there. It's a brand new one. I watched it last week with uh, Joe and my mom, and that's a that's a good one to check out. It's about. Please it's tell like me there's 30. people. Please tell me there's people who are still hoarding fucking rooms full of Beanie Babies, hoping it oh, comes yeah. back. Oh yeah. Oh oh, and they they think it will have value again. Like it's it's coming there, back. There are little. There are literally uh, a, a a daughter and a mother that just started a YouTube channel. It's apparently a popular YouTube channel. that's on the dock, and they're talking about beanie babies again that's just insane to me but yeah it's that thing is still sort of alive it's i I don't think it's as popular obviously as it used to be but but um you get to hear uh more about the the that total pile of shit guy who uh ty i forget his last name but ty the the guy who created beanie babies how he sort of like uh didn't pay taxes for 10 years and all this shit yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun uh, watching him fucking scramble around and <laughs> sweat it out. But uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting doc. So um, so we're talking about docs, and you know, I'm a huge fan of exploitation. Uh, I watch a lot of exploitation flicks, uh, connect exploitation. You know, I, I, uh, Italian exploitation. I love a lot of that stuff. I'm, I was only familiar with like the traditional exploitation and black exploitation. So for yeah, me, black exploitation's really good too. I like that too. I, I dug it, and I've seen a few films on both genres, but I knew that Nazi exploitation existed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch any Nazi exploitation films, though. Although I have heard of She Wolf for sure. Yeah, Il- Ilsa. So, we're, we're, uh, so um, uh, spoiler alert: we're watching we're we're watching okay, this yeah. new documentary on uh, uh, Nazi exploitation called "Fascism on a Thread: The Strange Story of Nazi." Exploitation cinema. Because of the shocking nature of many scenes in this film, it is definitely not recommended for the squeamish or easily offended. An actor is not an actor unless you act and uh, you take a role and you commit to it, and that's how it is. My whole career as an actress always seems to have been, uh, and I hate to admit this, but maybe it will be encouraging to other actors out there, that I would be refused the first time and ended up as second choice. Uh, I worked in Las Vegas 20 years doing plays. I worked in New York City, had the opportunity to do a Pinter play on Broadway. There were many, many things, but each time that I auditioned, it was no, nobody said no, you just didn't hear from them, and I would hear who got it. Always I would get a phone call twice after opening nights. Are you available? We want to replace them. Can you get the, learn the script overnight? If we give it to you, can you be here tomorrow? And that's how I got actually to uh, Las Vegas. That's how, as a singer, I got to work with my first big band job because the girl found out she was pregnant and got very, very sick, and there I went. I did a show in New York, 
And that show, the girl who wanted to get the part and got it decided that she should be tanned for the job, and she got a burn. And I was the second choice. When I got to L.A., I was, uh, had the opportunity to work, and I needed work, as a chauffeur. <laughs> for I was working as a chauffeur in a full outfit. About that day, about the midday, I got a phone call from an agent I'd never worked from before who said, I have met you and thought that you would be right for this role. Can you get there? I said, I'm working. He said, we'll just go after work. I said, I'm dressed like, I had on boots up to my hip. I had on leather pants, a leather jacket. I had on a chauffeur hat. I was wearing black gloves and I was driving a Mercedes black giant thing. He said, don't worry about it. When I got there, the interviews were set to be over at 5.30. It was already six o'clock and all the girls had been read and they were all lined up sitting in the chairs, the ones were still being discussed. And so, one more, they let me in the door and they interviewed me. But I think they had already made a decision for one of the girls that was out there. But she wasn't wearing what I was wearing. So they said, would you just wait a moment? And instead of my leaving the room, they left the room and had a discussion, came back, and they said, we'd like you to take the script home and see if you're interested. Uh, and it was a Canadian movie. Um, and again, it's not part of the tradition whether being analytical or critical or putting any sociological, political perspective on things, philosophical perspective. It's all about the thrills to be obtained by uh, for those who are this way inclined, a dominant woman mistreating men, and uh, it's deplorable stuff, but you know, it's quite amusing in its own sick way. There were, yeah, for instance, female Nazi war criminals, but if you see photographs of them, they're all dumpy middle aged women, weren't they? And they're Hatch's face, the sort of people you think of as. as uh, school matrons, and yet in the movies you get Diane Thorne, you, know, uh, you, you get sort of Playboy pinups in abbreviated, uh, our, maybe that's one of our revenges of history, is uh, associating Nazis with all the things they hated. She came home with the script and she was studying for the ministry and she said, I have to go to school, what do you think of this? And she gave it to me and she left. And I looked at it, and I rolled it up, and I flung it against the wall and made a hole. I really did. And then I looked at it again, and by the time she got back from school that night, she said, what do you think? I said, I hate it, but someone's going to do it. Take a chance. I would if it was me. Back to what her philosophy is, an actor acts. So I said, go ahead take a shot. And I went down there to the set while she was shooting, and that's when I met Don, what have you. Um, I thought it was all fine until I got a phone call one night and they said, um, your fiance passed out. And I said, what? It was 1.30 in the morning. They had been shooting for 23 hours, I think. And everybody was on the verge of collapse. And they just kept going. And so she fainted. 
And by the time I got there, she was fine. And somebody said, we just have a little more to do. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> You're done. And we went home. And they, re they shot it the next day. That's how I, my introduction to all of this. After it was done, I loved it. She gives conviction to her stupid role. She's not acting as though the material is beneath her. Uh, she gives it all she's got. A woman they call the She-Wolf is back, more vicious <laughs> as Ilsa, harem keeper of the oil sheets. Don't miss cinema's number one female villain, Diane Thorne, that woman you love to hate in her newest, meanest role as the Tigress. And I think this is thing. This this came out like uh, tw 2019. It's fairly new. I didn't. I had no idea it existed, and yeah. I'm very thankful that it did. It's a it's a it's fascinating fucking documentary. It was. It was a uh, dude super fucking eye opening for me. Who again knew very little of the genre. I knew it existed. Uh, I used to like watching crazy uh, exploitation films, but to an extent, uh, didn't know that there was a little fucking niche corner for Nazi exploitation, dude. Like, uh, and, and of course I think it's important that there is a documentary to represent what that's about, because when you hear that somebody's coming out with Nazi exploitation films, you need to know what the background of the people who are making the film right. is. It's very critically important to know what the motive of what they're trying to do is. <laughs> Yeah, it's spoiler alert, they're mostly Jewish. <laughs> yes, which is yeah, which is which is great, which is great for me. Uh I think they explain pretty early on in the film that it 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 kind of separates, it forks out into two uh nationalities of North American and Italians are the ones that are mostly responsible for creating these films. Right, right. And it's a it's 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 um I I, I um I always find it very fascinating. I've I've heard this before. Um the level of uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, but push out from uh, from the Italians back in the mm. uh, late seventies, well, late sixties to late seventies on basically uh, rip off rip off exploitation, basically taking like uh, they see the Road Warrior, they rip, rip off the Road Warrior. They see aliens, they rip off aliens. Um, they see mostly anything that's very popular at the time. And they take it, they absorb it, and they put it back out. And uh, the fact that uh, uh, I think one of the uh, people in the in the documentary talks about how Italy at one point put out like two hundred and fifty to three hundred movies in one year, Ooh. and that's not like a it's not like you know straight to DVD or VHS. That that's film. That's a straight to theater thing. Yeah. That's incredible. That is incredible. Cranking them out, dude. Yeah, that's an incredible amount. Um, so I've seen a lot of these. I've seen I've seen Sallow and the 120 Days of uh, Sodom. I think it's what it's called. Uh, but I've seen uh, Elsa, uh, She Wolf. Yes, I've seen all three. Um, I've seen all those. Um, the interesting part about I think is the third one, which it's not the Tigress, but it was the uh, Harem Sheik. I think it was. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I watched those, but um, those are She Wolf continuation where she's the She Wolf of the Harem kind of thing. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Uh, she's not a she's only a Nazi in the first film, but uh, uh, mm -hmm. she's a, she's a Russian in the next movie. In the next movie, she's in. Uh, I wouldn't say she's Arabic, but she is some sort of. 
I always considered like uh, uh, like she uh, like Ilsa was kind of like uh, Joseph Mengele, you know the the yeah. uh, legendary uh, Nazi doctor who doctor. fucking loved twins and mm-hmm. did a lot of did a lot of shit. genetic and yeah, genetic stuff. Well, I, you, I'd say quote unquote genetic, but yeah, what he, basically he was a doctor who wasn't really a doctor. He was just a dude that was like he got a doctorate, but it was like. Uh, like we all put some dye in your eyeballs. If I put dye in your eyeballs, will your eye turn red or will it turn orange? Like he wasn't really a fucking doctor, like most yeah, doctors. He's, he's back basically then. on level with uh, what was that serial killer that fucking injected bleach in a dude's brain? God damn, Dahmer. Oh, was Dahmer? Jeff Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah, who he's put, basically like, hot Dahmer water except, in their brain yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, he, he's Dahmer with a profession, basically. Let's <laughs> just be a profession, the yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Given free run to fucking like do these awful torturous experiments on fucking people and right. it being applauded. Oh, and, this is how you turn their eyes different colors. And Mengele thought that he could do, um, he thought to, uh, he, there was a German doctor uh, 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 that he looked up to and talked to and sort of this German doctor, I forget the guy's name, but um, this guy he sort of uh, looked uh, looked up to and uh, was sort of his sort of uh, I don't I, I don't I forget the word right now, but sort of the, the his father figure he looked up to, and mm-hmm. um, uh, but um, they thought that twins were like the the was the key. A twin would be the key. Like if you find twins, twins are the the key um, to figure out. Uh, humanity or geneticism or whatever um it was it, it's very fast that stuff is very fascinating um and if anybody wants to look up that kind of stuff i would definitely look up uh, go to youtube look up uh nazis i think it's called nazi in science i think it's what it's called or mm. uh it's a very fast it's a i think it was a um uh it's a legitimate doc from the history channel i believe but um, yeah, you look at like Nazism and science or whatever. Right? Oh no, it's called the uh, the, fl- the Nazi flag and I I, I I forget what it's called. But it's a very fascinating documentary. And it focuses so it focuses on specifically how what what the science was that they're pulling out of it. Yes, that's a, that's what it huh. focuses. Yeah, it's a very kind of, fa- kind of like a, uh, they did uh, what Unit Seven Thirty One with the Japanese perpetuation. Uh, oh so yeah. It, yeah, right. So so it, while they are conducting science experiments, is fucking insane and torturous and brutal as they are in the united states is like we'll forgive a lot of this just give us the info kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) bastards really stupid shit like how can how long can somebody survive in the freezing cold with no clothes on like it's really stupid it's just torture that's all it is there's no science there's no science that comes out of it it's just like it's it's obvious that if somebody's out in the cold for a long period of time with no clothes on they're going to fucking freeze and die right Right. It's, it's, the, the Nazis aren't anything special. They're they're well, they're special in a way that they are evil as fuck. But um, I going back to what I was trying to say before. Um, Ilsa is sort of like the Man, uh, Mangala character. Where like Mangala left uh, Germany, and uh, he just kept hiding and hiding and hiding. But with this. Um, with Ilsa specifically, there's nothing like Ilsa in my opinion, but um, uh, I. You said you've seen the first Ilsa, right? You said that? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I didn't I didn't watch it. I knew oh, a lot sorry. about it, and I think I've seen a shit ton of clips of it that were used in – God, in, in there, was, there was an era of time in the early 2000s where you would have music videos from different artists and people that didn't have actual music videos. So pe- what people would do would find clips from these old movies 
right, and just right. play a shit ton of clips from these old movies. And I think they somebody dropped like an entire like Ilsa on top of a Nine Chanel's album. That makes sense. Kind of also, thing. It's kind of like the engine room too. If you're if any of you guys in Houston uh, oh, used to go man. downtown, the engine room, engine room would just play like uh, they had like tons of like big ass tube screen TVs behind the bar, and they would mm. just play like images of movies the whole time. With music playing in the background, and then you have like the band would play, but then those images would see, keep popping. You have tons of stuff from Italian to French to American exploitation mm. movies where like dicks getting cut off, but like it was all there. It was really really cool. Um, but um, yeah, also that's was cool. Yeah, that that cool. place was a staple of Houston. But yeah, so it, you watched it through and yeah, I watched. I've seen all three. I have all three on t- on DVD. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it a long time ago. Um, uh, but I was, uh, it was a, most of the stuff is, is spurred from podcasts. I've heard like I, from cult podcasts, which I love and exploitation, po- exploitation podcasts, uh, stuff like, um, you know, you can listen to like the projection booth, which is a great podcast with Mike white. You can listen to, um, uh, the midnight, uh, uh the, the midnight, the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, What's this, what their name? Uh, I, f- I forget their names at this point, but they're great dudes. Uh, Will Smith and uh, the Samurai. Uh, those, great, those are great guys. Those guys have really pointed me out and stuff like that. Uh, we have um, uh, the Cult of Muscle. Those guys are great with Big Jake and uh, CDR. Those dudes are really cool. But like stuff like that, if you go, you guys want to check out those podcasts, I'd really recommend those dudes. Those guys are great. Uh, but that, that's kind of where the the that's where a lot of this stuff formed in my brain. These sort of the podcasts have been running for a long time and doing exploitation movies like this, and so I found out a, I found out about this thing a long time ago, and I bought the DVD a long time ago on Amazon, and that, which is you can still get to this day. It's not too bad. It's like fifty bucks for all three. Um, the biggest surprise for me, but not surprised anymore after I watched the documentary because a lot of these guys were a lot of these producers were, were Jewish. But um, I believe the last third, the the, the last movie in the uh, Ilsa movie movies, uh, the trilogy, uh, the Tigress, uh, was uh, produced by Ivan Reitman himself, the man who uh, helped direct fucking Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, mm-hmm. and lots of other stuff. He produced also um, uh, Heavy Metal, and uh, he directed a lot of great movies, in my opinion. But uh, he's also a Jewish man. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it was really cool to uh, to see this sort of unfold and see uh, the French and the Italians and the Americans and have most of it um, actually like narrated by the British, which is funny to me because like mostly British, the British didn't get the stuff. It's all video nasty stuff. So most of this stuff didn't even come through at the time. This it was basically like buying like like buying drugs, like buying getting cocaine imported mm. into uh, Britain was basically like a video nasty, like uh, whatever video nasty you could think of, uh, you know, uh, uh, any Italian movie at the time that had t- they they thought they had too much like an e- like Evil Dead. Evil Dead was a video nasty or uh, any of these Ita- like uh, uh, I th- I think it was uh, zombie. You know, uh, zombie was a big, uh, big video nasty. But there's a lot of video nasties back in the day, and this this stuff was all underground at the time. Like it ripped VHS that was sh- was shitty as fuck, and they're probably paying, you know, a hundred dollars for this stuff. But these hardcore dudes, and God bless them. God bless them. Yeah, no, c- completely agree. Uh, like you said, especially to have you know either Jewish directors or, or producers that are involved with these films that are 
literally profiting off of sending this idea that uh, anything that is considered filth really directly or uh, anything that's frowned upon societally, that they could add it to what Nazism was. And somebody had a great quote in this movie about it of like, this was something that Nazis would have never have approved of. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's kind of the ultimate joke to just be able to like, fuck you, I'm in the director position and I'll tell this part of history ever I want. It's just like, oh yeah, dude, it was just massive orgies and they were fucking right. just, yeah, sexual delinquents and just yeah, awesome to be able to fucking do that, dude. I, I really enjoy that. They're basically making fun of Nazis. Man, that's yes. what it's all about. It's just, it, yeah. And that's the coolest part about all of it. They're basically using this, using this piece of history and basically making fun of Nazis, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And, and to be able to synonymize like fucking pornography with Nazis and just making them devious fucking characters is awesome. This is a historically thing to fucking do. And so it, I mean, not immediately what comes to mind for most people when they think of Nazis, but for a lot of people that were involved in this circuit now, <laughs> definitely yeah, right, yeah, e- right. equal Nazis with, Oh yeah, those guys are fucking perverts. dude. <laughs> they were. And I think, a lot, um, um, and I, I don't know if a lot of people really think about uh, that, but um, yeah, you, you know the the fact that you know Hitler believed in like the Ark of the Covenant and and and, and soldiers that could be that could live that could possibly live forever, and the fact that yeah, the fact that um, you know he believes in all that stuff and that that he could actually find the Ark of the Covenant or find the uh, the the Holy Grail. And the, uh, and then also have a bunch of fucking Nazi fucking soldiers also just get tortured and get their dicks clamped and fucking beat. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, and one of the biggest things was um, there's a lot of female Nazis back. They're very young, like 16 to 15 years old uh, that yeah. love just love being a Nazi. You know, they loved uh, um, I, I think her name is Ilsa Cook. Uh, I believe that was a very famous Nazi who inspired uh, Ed Gein, and she would uh, cut skin off uh, people and make lamps out of them, and and uh, wear their test use their testicles as like a, a coin sack and shit like that. But yeah, um, yeah it's a, it's a, it's, but what have you been doing with too. my balls? <laughs> yeah, they also what have you been doing with my balls. And yeah, they do. One of the guys says that you know, uh, you know, you think about uh, uh, these 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 female Nazis and they're, you know, you think of Diane Thorne now because Diane Thorne's fucking sexy as shit, you know, Ilsa. But then, you know, you look back and you look at the, the old photos, they're like this sort of like, uh, you know, fucking <laughs> dumpy fucking, you know, uh, action. Hatchet face fucking women, whatever the guy said. I think that's what he says, but yeah, he's, he thinks that he was saying that I think the, you'd more think they were like your patriarch of your high school or your junior or your elementary school. And they look like that, but I mean, they're horny as fuck and they did some fairly sadistic fucking things. Yeah, that played out into being like, I will skin this guy and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. It, it, go ahead, buddy. Oh, yeah, but there's also some great backgrounds of some actually great fucking artists that came out of it, dude. Uh, There are. are. Tinto Tinto Brass fucking came out of here, dude. Yeah, Tinto Brass. Caligula, which is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, But also technically an exploitation film, is it? I wouldn't say it's technically. I would definitely say it's an exploitation film. There's a lot of wild shit that happens in that movie. That's a, I would I would 100% say uh, Caligula is an exploitation film. 
Yeah. And we need to cover that someday on the show. That's a great fucking movie. Oh, my God, dude. And it's long as fuck. I think I only watched it once. Uh, what a I, score. I, yeah. Incredible score. score. And it, it is just. Helen Mirren, dude. Sexy as fuck in that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. She's gorgeous, Mirren, dude. She's like fucking like 20 in that thing or whatever. Oh, I, God, drop drop dead. Drop yeah. dead, dude. But it's that's a great. Yeah, that's. It feeds into hedonism, of course, Caligula being the topic, but they do such a fucking great job of that film. Uh, but you ever, he, seen again, the, you ever seen the sequels of uh, Caligula? I didn't know they existed. As three as a trilogy, I believe. I had no idea, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a trip. <laughs> it seems like they do that with exploitations, right? They find a success. Uh, somebody else in the movie quoted it pretty well too. They try to chase the the upstream gold mine, right? Like they see gold trickling downstream, and then they go right, chase right. it up. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was saying before uh, at the beginning of the show. This uh, sort of Italian uh, sort of gold mine. They can just find, you know, they can find anything. Uh, anything that's successful in America or uh, France or whatever. Uh, mostly with America, though. Like, you know, Mad Max is a big thing. There's a lot of Italian fucking uh, exploitations, sort of like mm-hmm. uh, uh, after the world ends movies. You know, there's a lot of stuff. You know, uh, Bronx Warriors. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, like, you know, uh, 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 what is it called? Warriors of Atlantis, I believe it's called. There's a lot of stuff that deems from that. And I love it. I mean, it's stuff that I watch all the time. Really. I don't really watch a lot of new stuff. I watch a lot of old stuff. Uh, that's mm-hmm. expectation stuff. But um, yeah, it's a great, it's it's a really great um, time in this period, in my opinion. But It uh, is. And it's, fu- it's funny the credence we give uh, to the Italian people specifically that they're coming out with the same smut specifically but we give them more credence and artistic value just to some extent just because they're italian uh when i when i lived in italy i i had the same idea going in like oh these people are like they're experts they're they're consummate fucking experts in every craft that they go into but then you just realize after a while that it's just a culture like any other and there's just shit trash people in every fucking culture they're eating fast food more than they're eating out They're, they're it's just the same fucking thing dude they but it does seem like in this era of the uh nazi exploitation the italian films did have a little bit more artistic value and that they cared a little bit more in that aspect than the americans did oh yeah well i what is uh, i i pretty much agree with you though we have um what's her name uh luliana cavani cavani Cavani, oh yeah 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 she's she's on the wall she's a female director and uh the fact that like you know she does the night porter which is a fucking awesome movie if you're trying there's the night porter check it out no so you have to check it out great fucking flick but you see some really great scenes in here uh but um the fact that is that scene with her talking about going to the producers and they're like they're not worried about any of the nazi shit they're just worried about the girls on top and they can't show that stuff oh in my theater God. it's like what <laughs> like and, and I, love, I love her response. She's like, I'm sorry, sir, but you know, this stuff actually happens it in happens. real life. Like, yeah. it's just a real thing. <laughs> it's like, come on. Insane, man. I mean, and That's America did that it. too. It's not, so. Yeah, it's not, it's not all the wild, crazy, pornographic things that are happening in it. Only because a woman's on top during sex. And they're like, we can't show this. Right, right. It Is gives it, them too much power. <laughs> it's too much power, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the... the the cannibalism, fuck the wow. the torture, all that stuff. But fine. the dudes on top, so nah, man, fuck no. it. You can't get that shit out. That's and she fought for that. And we have, you know, the Night Porter's on fucking Criterion. It's a great flick. So check it out. Oh, and Criterion. 
I believe the night, the night, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's on Criterion. But um, it's a great sick. fucking flick, great flick. But um, yeah, well, I, I also think that the Italians are more liberal, obviously. I mean, compared to America, and uh, they were, um, they had, I, you know, I think one of the best parts of this documentary is that they have a lot of Italian directors, writers, producers, um, even some of the uh, the guys who scored this stuff back in the day. And oh, yeah. They are very open about all of it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, that's what we needed to hear. We didn't have that. We don't have a lot of, there's not a lot. I don't think there's really any American people in this documentary. It's all British and French and Italian. It's like, it's all that's in this, this documentary, which I really, I really liked, you know, cause this movie, this, this documentary is directed by a female director. And um, I really really respected all of that uh, it's a very respectful and interesting documentary that you know you have this you know you have uh, naomi How howell i think her name is uh the director um and uh they come and find all these people and i don't really think diane thorne has really ever talked about stuff on on the uh, uh uh, uh, Ilsa she wolf and also to bring her fucking husband in they've been married for a long fucking time at this point but he has a great story at the start when she first gets the script to it I he throws the fucking script to the and punctures a hole in the wall and picks back yeah. up like hey you gotta do this because somebody else gonna do it <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> hilarious way to do it like gotta take your chances with this thing <laughs> but but it's also like you were saying I, I think it's uh, I think it's very surreal maybe more for Italians to be putting out a film like this. I mean, you got to think that this is like the 1970s, right? So mm -hmm. they are about the same distance we are from the 1990s. And in the 40s, they were involved on the Axis side of World War II. So they were right. Right. aligning with the Nazis in World War II and then coming out with Nazi exploitation films at the same time. You know, it's probably weird for them as a culture to be like, uh, too close to home kind of thing. Like we're, we were on this side, but we changed our minds and realized the wrongdoing of our ways kind of thing is, is the motto they're holding on to now, but to come up with for and the United States part to come up with sexploitation or Nazi exploitation specifically is a completely different story to bastardize well, I, the, the culture of them to do it. I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's like anything else. Like it's a generational thing. Like, you know, we, it's, it's been 20 years um, why not fucking, you know, make an, uh, a movie where a, a Nazi, uh, where everybody's Nazis and they whoop each other and, you know, <laughs> eat, eat, eat a lady's fucking pubic hair. Or oh, whatever. dude, the like, beast of the cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever. But like, like the, the fact that they can do that, it's just a generational thing, I think. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, we've gone past that now and, you know, fucking get over it. Like, we're going to we're going to do what we're going to do now and 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 sort of like you know, express ourselves, go like, it's, it's not everybody who's expressing themselves, obviously. So most of these guys are just ripping off one another, you know, but um, well, there's some like out there who are really are, are fantastic directors and have it, have a visual idea. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's like making, you know, making jokes about nine 11. I agree. Know? Okay. But it, it would also in that context be like, if the Taliban came out with, 9-11 exploitation porno kind of shit today about 9-11. <laughs> there, there probably is. I don't know. Oh, I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past it. But but yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> it's like 
it seems that way, but also that we could too. And for sure, America is a culture who literally seems to forget what they ate for breakfast as a culture and just fucking move on and, and could come up with some wild shit. As it was happening, we were came up with video games of, you know, or school shootings happen, video games of school shoot. Like culturally deaf is, is a nation, but also not giving a fuck, I think is a very valuable thing. Right. And I, 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 the, the interesting part is that the French don't, for, they don't forget that this is, it, it's an art, it's an mm-hmm. artistic thing. And they, they, uh, you know, even though some of them think it's trash, um, and yeah, some of it is definitely fucking trash, but I mean, they, 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 they come into it not thinking that it's actually trash, which I have to really respect, honestly. Um, yeah. they really come in and make an, a, a real movie and, uh, you know, we have a director in here, I believe, I don't believe. I forget his, I forget his name, but he he didn't he decided not to show any sexual parts, but would rather show the violence instead. And oh, D uh, D Silva, <clears throat> damn it, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, and yeah, and he even said like himself, he's like, that's we didn't want to focus on sexual at all, but they knew the it sold films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The producer wanted like, that stuff involved. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, and so he pushed it in. He's like, just do what you have to do to get a movie to sell, kind of thing. And right, handed right. it off. Yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting part of time. It's a very short pre- period of time, in my uh, in my opinion, too. It's it, it's like a decade for the most part. Uh, maybe like a little more than maybe like twelve years or whatever. But like the you know, exploitation thing was a thing for a while. Um, you know, for me, I I wanted to watch these things because I wanted to get some experience. That's why I can watch stuff like this, and I don't really have any sort of. Uh, prejudice or, or yeah, I, don't have, I, I don't have any prejudice against it at all and i, I look yeah. at it, I, I look at it all like an art house thing i don't I'm not sure mm-hmm. where they're coming from but it's fun for me and interesting for me to sort of figure things out and i hold nothing against anybody and i just i'm acceptive of what it is you know it, you know yeah you have you have you and know. the same as myself i i don't have any like historical debt that i feel like needs to be paid towards anything i i think anything's up for fucking grabs if it's for laughter or joy or, or bringing right. happiness to anybody right so i i fucking fully promote this dude i i think yes this this is a great example of how humanity overcomes and ridicules something I agree. tragic and i love that i love when humanity ridicules something tragic i agree i i, I and uh, um you know I love the fact that, you know, uh, Ilsa was one of the, the biggest things that they did. And uh, she died in every uh, every movie. And she came huh. back. She came back for the next movie, which um, now I actually had a conversation about this with my mom. Because uh, my mom watched this documentary with me. But um, she oh, that's great. It. Jazz watched she, it with she me. Dug it. She dug it, too. But right. um, I I, um, I always thought about this with, with Ilsa. Um you remember Liquid TV back in the day? Of course, it's my favorite things uh, of all time. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, remember, I remember so, every bit about it. Okay, good. So, Eon Flux. Uh-huh. Eon, like, Elsa's like sort of an Eon Flux. Like, uh-huh. basically dies every episode. Not but they don't really, have to explain why or where the timeline is. She just appears at the beginning of the next one, and it's a yeah, different story. She, you don't know if she's cloned. It doesn't matter. She's cloned. Yeah. She. Well, but I think she, they do say that she's like an android or uh, uh, android assassin or something like that. And she just she's back every episode, but she's alive at the beginning of every new episode. She she right. dies. She drowns or gets shot or catches on fire or whatever. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Eon Flux, but I remember Eon Flux was it's burned into my fucking brain at this point. Same. But um, 
But that was the same thing. It's just like this. What a great curiosity! Like the fact that, like, okay, we have this great character. Character dies off, and uh, also uh, she wolf of the SS. She's dead. We can bring her back, but she'll be like basically the same character, but a different character. And and it, I won't say it's specific. It's not specifically to Eon Flux, but Eon Flux that that sort of same ideal is there. It's, a, it's sort of really yeah. a genius idea, where like. You can basically still bring in people with the same character who's basically the same. Well, it's a different character, but it's basically the same character. We all know who died last time, but somehow survives in a way. And I love that. <laughs> I, I love I love that, too. Um, I don't know if they were artistically or intentionally trying to do it. Uh, there's a guy who's on so. who was a uh, I don't think so either. There's a guy that was on that is a. He composes scores for a couple of the movies. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he goes into detail pretty well about, like, how little they cared about uh, continuity or specific. Like, they didn't care what the people were the day before. They didn't care where the vase was. They didn't care where anything was. And they broke every rule of cinema. The ABC of cinema, he calls it. They broke, yeah, the, they broke beast, every... the, the, the Beast and Heat, I believe, is the same this guy who scored it. He's talking oh, you're talking okay. about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the old beast in heat, old pew eating beast in heat. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like it was, they didn't care so much about the detail of the cinema as much as the, what they were putting out just being like, this is, they knew it was raunchy, they didn't care. They they knew it was going to be provocative. They knew that it would be profitable in, in most cases for shock value, and then a lot of it would go straight to porn cinema rather than actual cinema. Right, right. Which is wild, to, but still knowing, hey, this is this is where the money is, chase the money. Right. I think the only person that really had uh, a, a real – he had something really to say was uh, Pier Piallo uh, Pussolini, uh, mm. who did the 120 Days of uh, Satan. Or mm-hmm. Solemn, uh, hundred days of Sodom, yeah, I believe it is. Uh, but yeah. the guy who had the guy who basically, you know, uh, had the all the naked women and men crawl around on leashes and shit, make their make them eat their own shit, um, you know, sex orgies, stuff like that. Then uh, a great ending to the movie too. Uh, if you guys have never seen uh, Salo, please do. It's a really wonderful movie. I mean, it's not not make you happy, but it's a really <laughs> wonderfully made movie. But um, he eventually got assassinated in the street, uh, mostly because of his ideals, you know. To, Whoa, he, well, what? I, di- I didn't know about this. Can you go into that, please? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, uh, Pure Paolo uh, Pasolini, um, uh, his ideals against his ideals against like, um, you know, uh, most of the sort of the conformist and sort of the Nazi ideas and all that stuff, but he was against all that stuff. So most of his movies are about that. Um, and um, while this movie is, I think I, I believe it's been a long time since I did any research on this, but like uh, I believe while this movie is being edited or uh-huh. when it was out, um, he was on the street and he was assassinated in the street for his, whoa, really? for his ideals. Yes. Holy shit, man. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up real quick. But uh, yeah, I got it pulled up here. He died at fifty three in yeah, very Italy, young yeah. in Orsada. God damn, man! They killed him right on the streets. Yeah, killed him right on the street. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, Peter Paolo, Paolo Pasolini was murdered before the film before this film's released. Uh, a 17-year-old hustler, Gasipia Pino Polisi, uh, was arrested when he found that poli- uh, found with Polisi's uh, P- Pasolini's car. He admitted running over Polisi uh, P- P- Pasolini's several times. To- oh, he ran over him several times. Um, and uh, yeah, after an argument, actually, well, I guess I was wrong. And uh, end up convicted of the crime. Many years later, he denied participating in it and claiming that, that three mysterious men were involved. The case to this day still remains unsolved. The guy that uh, killed him was a young male prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pasolini was gay, uh, mm-hmm. but um, you know. Who knows what could have happened with that? I have no idea. But. Well, that's rough in the seventies, man. In yeah, Italy, it was especially rough in, the 70s. in a very but, machismo fucking society of of Italy, that's probably a rough yeah, one. Yeah, very macho, very macho. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, he was a, 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 a really incredible uh, director, and uh, sadly passed away way too soon. Fifty, oh man, three or fifty-four, he died way too soon, in my opinion. So, but um, he basically he made uh, a lot of his movies that were made at that point, especially with Sala, was uh, basically against conformity, like conformity and all the sort of society ideals. Um, he was against a lot of that stuff, um, sort of this ironclad, you know ideal he was against a lot of that stuff and uh, oh wow he worked on arabian nights yeah 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 he's a really good really really great director i would say that salo is a masterpiece and well that's one i hadn't seen but that also seemed like the most artistic out of all the films they were talking about that salo but it also did seem like one of the ones that was probably gonna be one of the most shocking out of all of them and i again i hadn't seen it but I mean, in, in, in terms of exploitation, the, the goal in a lot of the time is just to be fucking shocking as possible. Yeah, I think he really tried to uh, not beat you over the head with it, but um, try to shock you with a lot of stuff. And but it was uh, he never he never backed down. Um, you know, the, the shit in the bowl is not really shit. It's like Hershey's chocolate melted down, but it's supposed to look like yeah. shit if you eat it. But like, but that, back in the day, it was very fucking shocking. But right. But you know they, the the fact that they mentioned that in this uh, documentary is really great. They 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 bring him up because he's a really good director. He's a really great director. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean you know there's a couple of guys, a couple of people. You know one of the biggest ones was um, the Damned. Uh, the Damned. I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen the Damned. Uh, been dying to see the Damned. I believe the Damned is on uh, Criterion as well. Would love to see it. Uh, directed by a female, which is pretty fantastic. But like you know. I want to see that. I want to see certain stuff like that because you know certain directors in this time were actually making really great fucking flicks, not just to make a fucking Nazi exploitation flick. They just wanted to make something really special and interesting. And, w- and with the Dam, it's you know it's about um uh, 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 a, a a camp survivor and uh, a Nazi who deserted, got away, and they fall in love. You know, it's it's a it's an it's huh. an interesting story. Yeah, so for I sure. Want to, I want to see that. You know, it's it's very interesting to me. But most of this stuff is just like, you know, <laughs> you know, love camp number seven, and they just like show oh, a bunch yeah. of titties and stuff. And I get all that stuff, and I'm, and I'm down with that. I'll, I'll watch it and have fun watching it. It's it's goofy and ridiculous, and but I mean. The, out of all this stuff, you know, it's funny is that, you know, this movie's, this documentary is only like an hour and a half long and there's so much more shit 
they yeah. probably couldn't get to. There's a lot of Nazi exploitation stuff, so. Yeah. yeah, to dig into stuff like finding actresses, I guess, in that specific time period, uh, seems like they didn't have a hard time finding them, except in the films where they're like, okay, we're going to shave your head and your pubes on camera kind of thing. Right. That's a, that's a rough thing for any woman to go through. Like, we're going to shave your head and your pubes. It's not just that you're going to be naked. That wasn't right. enough, but like... It's, yeah, in a, that, it's, not, it's not like a buzz cut. It's like this like manual clipper cut. Yeah, thing. weird finger clipper yeah. buzzers. Yeah, it's weird. Very man. interesting. Yeah, I've never seen it before, but yeah, it was that was wild to see that stuff. I, and I, I respected the dude for it. Like the, the it wasn't about the the sexploitation stuff. It was more like like look at how fucking awkward and how much he's gonna make you feel awkward and how fucking terrible all this stuff was, mm-hmm. and long scenes of this shit happening. And I respect that. I, I really do. It, it's it's a very respectful uh, artistic sort of side. It's not just to show titties and pussy and dicks. A lot of dicks in this documentary, which I absolutely loves. But yeah. um yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's it's one of those which I wish would have came out a long time ago, but I'm glad we finally got one. Yeah. yeah, and had no idea that this was coming. <laughs> you did, I had yeah. no idea that today I was going to focus on uh, Nazi exploitation at all. Or <laughs> Neither did I, man. <laughs> dig deep into it, but it's one of those funny things that like, you and I are on our phones and we're just dicking around and just throwing out documentary ideas, and this is the one that lands on. We're both like, there's something there, man. Let's go fucking hunt it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just I was just like, wow, like like this is a there's a documentary on this, like this is fucking fascinating sp- uh, a period of time that um that we should I mean that I'm sh- I'm not sure I can't say for every podcast, but I I'd love for us to focus in on this because it's just such a weird period of time in movie making uh, with Nazis and sexy Nazis and <laughs> all this stuff. It's just so wild to me that this um that it and it, not just for me but i'm sure for you but a lot of people that it actually existed so much so to make a fucking documentary out of it and it's fucking the cool way that shit. it is cool as shit dude what a cool way to express to even probably from a lot of part of, of again jewish writers producers directors maybe have a dom kink in a weird way with this nazi shit and just fucking are able to express it in the film it's right fun, right and fun to watch dude it is it's a lot of information and we have a lot of um uh, we don't again like i said before there's not a lot of, there's there's plenty of english dialogue but there's also a lot of shit from from the italians which i really respected like we don't have yeah. a person like you know um uh basically like hearing them talk and then they then they then there's an interpreter that talks like no it's just like you have to read you have to focus in on all this i i respect that i hate that fucking they hear it and then someone else talks for them. Now nah, just just fucking yeah. bring up subtitles for them and it's fucking fantastic. I'm I'm cool with it either way. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome listening to it in its natural language and just people that have a love for the craft and you can still see like them in their old age having a love for the craft. You can see some of the actresses that look like melted wax dolls fucking doing the same thing and oh, right. time. Oh man, time is just not good to people, dude. Sometimes it's not. Yes, I, I do love uh, one of the actresses talks about uh, Basic Instinct and how basically how goofy it was compared to stuff that we did back in the day. <laughs> yes. I, like, I completely agree with her. I like, agree. Fact, yes. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I love Paul Verhoeven, man. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. But these this shit, Kitty Salon or Saloon. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that was a you know these Nazis dancing in a circle with fucking 
titties out and right. we're in SS wearing border belts and nothing else. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, yeah, I did it way before that time, and I just love how PG she did. She dumbed it down to like, like, yeah, it's it's you know, it's funny, you know, this this big thing, Basic Instinct. But man, we're doing crazier shit back in the seventies, man. Yeah, like, that ah, shit. You guys were, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, definitely a fucking eye opener for sure. Uh, makes me want to go back and actually watch a couple of these films, dude. I think Solo is going to be on my list of to watch, uh, even though I think it's on the list of, uh, you know, like on on board with uh, one. And one of the guys said it too, like, "Oh, you you said you've seen Human Centipede. Well, I've seen Solo, so you can't fuck with me." Kind of right, thing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's one of those shock films too that you know, like Serbian film or any of those things too. That's just like somebody brings up and and is one of those conversation enders as far as roughness of film and for that to have existed 40 50 years ago is is right. amazing that we have that yeah I, I i i do love the sort of again a short period of time where it's like hey have you seen you know have you seen hellraiser and someone's like well, have you seen uh have you seen um what's it called for, fuck, fuck, solo that's solo uh you mentioned they just recently a serbian film Oh, Serbian film, yeah. Like, yeah, I seen the Serbian film, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Like, this, like, I mean, Serbian film's not a good movie, but like, no. yeah, but he does this thing to a baby. Like, yeah, I get it, but like, that doesn't make it a good movie. Like, I don't right. really. It just makes yeah. it shocking to some some aspect. But he also references too, like Saw, and references uh, Hostel, uh, like the Eli Roth run, and all. Like, there's there's yeah. shit that's in there that's like. Yeah, movies that are clearly set out to be like, there's something extremely shocking in here, and this is what people are going to talk about about the film itself. Yeah. They, yeah, go ahead, bud. Oh, I was going to say, like, like, like the we uh, as uh, as fans of film, um, uh, people see some people seem to just love to be like, oh, you've seen that? Well, you should definitely you haven't seen this yeah. yet. So like. Yeah, you're not as hardcore as me. It's like okay, right. like that's it, not the point. I mean, the, the point is that you know, Salo has something to to say. Hostel has nothing to say. Saul has nothing to say. But Salo has a point to it. It's like, it's it's literally like a fight against a system, a mm -hmm. fight against an ideal. And the Saul's Saul and Hostel, there's nothing to say there. There's nothing. To, there's there's nothing there but a movie. It's it's that. Kids are getting fucking eyeballs burnt out and shit. Like, yeah, I get it. It's it's fun to watch, I guess, but I mean, it's nothing like Solo. They're they're completely different fucking films. I mean, like, have you ever seen Possession? Mm, With uh, Sam Neill, uh, I think from the I think I believe it's like the late seventies or whatever. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. Neil Possession, dude, that sounds so familiar. It sounds like something that I must have seen. In my time of being obsessed with movies, it's a hard. It was a hard one to get back in the day, but I think now you can get it pretty readily. Uh, no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, watch Possession. Though. I mean, Possession. Yeah, there's some blood in it and some stuff like that, but it's mostly like a. It's mostly a fucking like character drama, and it's fucking brutal. Like it's one of the most huh. like the like like pulling out eyeballs and uh, <laughs> like in this documentary. 
Uh, I think it's in one of the Ilsa movies. Like they like hook up like neutrons to like a lady's nipples and her yeah, yeah. And shit. It's hilarious. But possession's all about like a breakdown of like I'm pregnant. Like I'm fucking losing my mind. And it's fucking insane. Oh. It's absolutely insane. Like 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 the acting in that movie in possession is so incredible. It's some of the best acting I've ever seen. But it will it will really put you off. And it's worth supposed to do it's it's, it's what that movie, that's what that movie wants it's supposed so to scare you and like 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 make you feel anxious and nervous and awkward and fucked up and you don't want to watch it but you just keep watching it you know so so that that's that's something i, I respect a lot about like a director that finds a way to portray something that's brutal without needing to necessarily show it fully like uh de, de silvestro de silvestro i think was the name of the the uh director who said himself, he's like, there's a lot of things I just don't outright fucking show. Uh, specifically right. because I want there to be the mind fills in the blanks. He didn't say that, but I know that's what he's saying. He wants right. the mind to fill in the blanks of what's happening. And the mind will fill in way worse blanks than anything you can possibly show. And that's a theme that carries dude. Yeah. through most most films, most horror films. Things that aren't shown, like... The way that you shouldn't have to see the full amount of Jaws. You should only see the fin and know that the rest is terrifying or know that the, you know, when it is until when you see the full beast, it's it's kind of ruined in a kind of way. It is. I, I think the the holding back and basically you creating something um, and several people creating a, a different sort of aspect or sort of uh, the ending or what's going on in the movie is a way more interesting thing. Um then watching something that's kind of handed to you. I mean, like, yeah. you know, one of the best endings of all time is The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. You know, like, we don't really know whether or not Keith David or Kurt Russell is The Thing or not. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. where's, Keith, where's, where's Keith David been? I don't know. He's been out. It, the fucking whole place is burned down and blown up. And, you know, Kurt Russell's in this fucking burned down hut drinking Jack Daniels. And you, <laughs> you're pretty much sure they're going to fucking both die. But neither of them know whether or not they are a thing. Right. And, and, it, and it ends, you know, like there's no, there's no explanation for any of that stuff. And people have come up, tons of people have come up with the explanation for that. But you know what? John Carpenter has never said yay or nay on who. And is he's the only one who fucking knows. He's the only person who knows. And I guarantee you John Carpenter didn't give a fuck. I think that was way more interesting to just end it that way because it was, yeah. a, it was an interesting ending. So yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. And I love movies like that. I, those are my favorite kind of movies. I, I'd rather figure out things for myself and not have them send to me on a silver fucking platter and try and like, here's A, here's B, here's C, here's D, here's E. I'd rather just figure it out for myself. You know, it's just an interesting thing. You know, possession is not a movie that's going to hand it over to you. You know, right. most of these Nazi movies are probably not going to hand it over to you, the good ones, you know what I mean? But, like, every once in a while, get a really good fucking, get a good fucking Nazi PlayStation movie, and you can't just be like, oh, okay, immediately this is trash. Nah, I'm out. No. This is garbage. Most, you know, there's a couple of men there that are really good fucking movies. And if you care enough, you'll pay attention and, you know, you'll fall in love with them, more than likely. Right. You kind of have to sift through a little bit of the garbage before you find them gems, dude. Oh, there's going to be garbage in it, but there's there's some good stuff in there, though. But, like, I think it's what uh, most of this documentary is about, 
just being fascinated with this period of time, but also uh, finding these these movies that were sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, they, they were sort of like revolutionary at the time, you know? So, yeah. We will see. I mean, I, I've seen it several. I've seen a lot of these movies, and I think the ones that I've seen, I think, are really good. Um, there are a couple that actually, you know, uh, open my eyes a little bit, and I respect them. But you know, we also have the ones that just are shitty exploitation movies. That you know, they're still fun, but nothing really there. No, but at the same time, there are again. Diamonds in the rough in this, and uh, they again, regardless of whether or not they focus too much, uh, some cared more about the accuracy of what happened during the right. Holocaust. Others are just using it as a plot point to, you know, run run wild with whatever wild hedonistic fucking things they're going to do. But I, the fact that this genre exists, I think, is good and it's important. I think it's good. I think it's important too, man. We're on the same. We're on the same path. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, if you get, if you guys want to watch this thing, it's on it's on Tubi. I think we've probably mentioned it before, uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, if you guys were interested in this, uh, I would definitely be. I, I believe that me and Tron would definitely su- heavily suggest it. Um, yeah. It's called again. It's called fascism on the on a thread. The strange story of Nazi exploitation cinema. Um, it's only like an hour and like thirty minutes. So it's yeah, a, it's and really if, it, fantastic. And if you're super into watching Nazi porn interrupted by Toyota Thon commercials, this is the way to do it. Get on. Oh TV. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. if you want to get your dick hard with yeah. Nazis and also want to buy a Toyota, watch it on Tubi because this is the way to go. Also, you, uh, you also have Crohn's disease. Like it's great. Like <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> I love Crohn's disease Tubi. Hey, but contact your doctor oh before you start medication, please. Yeah, right, right. Or like. <laughs> Um, how easy it is to fucking uh, order fucking groceries online from Kroger. It's all there. Oh, yeah. In Tubi. Yeah. 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 And is that a premium? Is that a premium to Tubi? Tubi is like straight up free. You're going to get some fucking commercials in there, but like <laughs> the commercials they hit you with or they hit you with them pretty hard. I can watch like, you know, a girl get their fucking nipples cut off and all of a sudden, boom, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, hey, fresh vegetables at fucking Kroger, baby. <laughs> As they're, <laughs> as they're chopping the carrots and yeah, if you want to get your lube and tissues, uh, I noticed you're watching a sexploitation film. You need <laughs> anything? We got you. Order from Kroger's. We'll deliver now. <laughs> right, right. It's funny. Um, uh, uh, I'll mention this real quick. I'll probably talk about it more if we get off the show. But yeah, I recently bought a car off Carvana, oh. and um, uh, for some reason, Instagram, uh, not Instagram. Uh, for some reason, fucking. Uh, uh, this app knew that, and like I get a bunch of commercials for from Carvana. I'm like, what? Like, I like, already bought a car. So what do you weird. Want <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, man. Like, do you want me to buy a backup get... car? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I already did it. Why are you advertising to me? <laughs> guys, I mean, you must be a Nazi if you love Honda, right? I mean, it's like it's crazy. I don't know, but dude, this is the um, equivalent of my fucking internet service sending me internet cards in the mail like the spam fucking mail of like we still have service in your area sign up with us i'm already signed up with you i already <laughs> did it what do you want from me why are you wasting this on me you should know this you have my name and address and you know i'm part of your system why are you still sending this to me? yes <laughs> 
but yeah, dude, this this is uh, this has been a very sick documentary. Yeah, man, it's it's very good, and I'm, I'm glad you dug it, and I'm glad you liked it, and um, we will talk to you guys next time. Please uh, come back, and um, uh, who fucking knows? Roll the dice here at uh, at PCP. So, um, you guys um, take it easy out there. Take care of each other. Please don't be be a piece of shit. And uh, Tron, you have anything else to say before we get off the show here? Of course, man. I think it feeds into the theme of this. Uh, take it sleazy. Oh, yeah, I think that's very <laughs> perfect. Yes, take it sleazy. <laughs> show your tits. <laughs> or yes. show your dick, your dick yeah. with Bush. Let your dick hang out with Bush, dude. Take it full sleazy. It's all there. It's all <laughs> sleazy. So you guys take it easy again. And, uh, and like Tron said, take it sleazy. Talk to you guys next time. Later. Later.